Yeah, we uh, somehow a button got pushed. I don't know how, because I was the only one here last week recording. So I guess it might have been me. And <laughs> it was that one button that we needed to unpress, and we were good to go. But anyways, oh. we, Dan and this is your wife, correct? This is Ricky, yep. Ricky, Hi. Dan and Ricky. What's your guys' last name? Torito. 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 Italian. Italian, yep. Italian. All right, Ricky and Dan Torito with Good Habits Coffee. Correct. All right, got it. So when I met you, um, I didn't meet you on the left. Sorry, I don't know your name. Zach. Zach. Yes. Were you there there at Fittest? Um, I was there for one day, yes. Okay. He was there for like one day and about a half hour. Yep. In that day. (laughs) Good choice. It was hot. It was hot, but it was, that gym is phenomenal. Phenomenal though. The, uh, the air quality that goes through that gym is, is pretty great. Yeah. Most gyms don't feel like that. No, definitely not. What is air circulation? Right. So yeah, I got introduced to Dan with Good Habits Coffee at Fittest of South Carolina just like what, I guess it was maybe a month ago now, maybe almost a month and a half. And uh, Dan did a short little snippet on our Fittest of South Carolina podcast. Um, And afterwards I was like, dude, I need to know a little bit more about this company that you just started within the (laughs) coffee industry. So with no further ado, Dan, before we get into coffee... Tell me a little bit about your background. Like, uh, where'd you guys grow up? How did y'all meet? When did you get married? Do you guys have children? Do you have dogs, cats? What kind of people are you? There's a dog you? right under us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one behind us, but uh, here, show. <laughs> Just give us some. Oh, there oh. they are. All right, perfect. So definitely dog people. So give us a little quick background on y'all real quick before we talk about coffee. Sure. Um so I grew up in New York, um, came to Charlotte about a decade ago, actually this year, um, came for work. I did the whole go into finance and then end up down south working for Bank of America, as a lot of people do. Right. Um, and um, decided after about 10 years in the corporate world that that was not going to be for me anymore and uh, wanted to go off and do my own thing. So um, this past year, um, after I sold a company last year, we, my partner and I on the business that actually makes the money day to day, which is not the coffee business just yet, uh, is a wealth management company. Um, so I do that full time and then, uh, the coffee business is kind of the side hustle right now. Um, Ricky and I met at a CrossFit gym actually. Really? Yep. Was that up in New York or down here in Charlotte? Down here, down here, it's uh, it was CrossFit South End, um, no longer around now, but um, we met. She didn't want to date anybody from the gym, <laughs> but I didn't take no for an answer. I said no for a while. A while. <laughs> Why, Ricky? Why did you say no for so long? It's He's so uh, handsome. Look yeah. at him. Look at her stuttering. <laughs> there, there, so there were so many like couples within the gym and we saw people break up and it not go well and they were part of the same friends group and she wanted to keep her options open it sounds like. okay <laughs> oh I boy not, i was apprehensive because i didn't want to like kill the vibe you know you so. didn't want to ruin a good thing in the gym you were yeah. looking out for all the other members right i'm i'm just looking out for everybody else <laughs> and it looks no. like it turned out horribly obviously yeah yeah exactly <laughs> Yeah, he doesn't take no for an answer, so I don't. thankfully. I don't. So how Thank- long ago was that? Ooh. I don't know. 
eight years ago, eight seven, years? Years, seven or eight years ago, we met. Um, we've been married for four. Yeah. So it was seven years ago. Yeah. So there you go. Seven years married for four. Okay. Do you remember what the first workout was you did together? Um, I actually quit, I actually quit the gym not long after we started dating. <laughs> Because it was like, because uh, I started eating him, and he was she got, not okay with She that. started getting really good, and I was on that like I'm old and slow decline. So we, uh, except for you are so young. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like you kind of had to fall into that stipulation of if we're gonna date, you're gonna have to go work out somewhere else just in case. That's that's exactly what it was. Yeah, it was it was definitely a separation of uh, of the relationship and the gym, uh, <laughs> in different places. But I don't remember we we did a couple of workouts together because we were both in like the comp class kind of competitor track. Um, so we would do we would do stuff together that was prepping for um, Superfit was the big one. Yeah, at the time. like the local comps in, in um, North Carolina. Yep, that's cool. So, so Dan, did you find CrossFit prior to moving down to North Carolina? Yeah, I actually started CrossFit in Buffalo, New York, in two thousand nine. Wow, okay, because I know that you go pretty far back because I was stalking your personal Instagram and saw a picture with the Dave Castro, and that was yeah. dated pretty far back. Yeah, and um, my Facebook is even longer back. I just got a memory popped up recently, and it was from 2009 Murph. Really? And wow. We were on. We were in a commercial gym. We, they, The owner of CrossFit Buffalo had a little space carved out of a commercial gym for CrossFit. Nobody, no one even knew what it was. Uh-huh. And our pull-up bar was like one of those two kind of single arms that's on like the top of a of a uh, pulley cable machine. Yeah, and it's got like the rubber or the foam. Oh, yeah, those are yeah. Awful. <laughs> we had two of those, and that was like our rig. Um, <laughs> and we were at the top of a hockey rink, and you had to run for any running workout. We were we would run around the ice. Oh um, my gosh, it was pretty wild. So that was the start of my CrossFit. Uh, but Ricky, I think you wait. Better. I think that you stalked further than I've ever stalked in my life because I've never seen that picture. You've never seen that. Picture? <laughs> yeah. Well, there there wasn't very much. I just realized that it was Dan's profile because I posted something on our story and I was looking at who we have viewed it and I saw Dan. There was nothing else. It didn't say Dan Torito or anything. It was just Dan. I was like, this must be the Dan that I met. So I clicked on him, and so I think that was like your very very personal one. It's not like the good. Uh, yeah, the good habits. Good, good habits doesn't have me on it he at does, all. Yeah. He doesn't like sharing a lot of his personal info. So, damn, so. I'm getting better about it. I'm getting better about <laughs> about putting stuff out on Instagram. So I feel so very, did, I feel very close to you right now, Dan. Wait, so did he? Give I know you something his... about you that your wife didn't even know. <laughs> yes, <Yeah, laughs> seriously. Did you give him the Instagram handle, or did he find it on his own? I think he found it. Yeah, I saw it on. Stock, I saw that's, it on no, that's really. I saw it on our Wait, story. Are you a Scorpio? Because that's one of the telltale signs. Of- I'm not. The only reason I know I'm a Virgo <laughs> is because somebody told me, and that could be a complete lie. So September, <laughs> I don't know. September seven is my birthday. Oh, that's funny. But uh, no, I just saw that on. You know how you can see who viewed your story. Yeah. So I just saw that Dan viewed my story. That's cool. how I and my name just shows up as it just says Dan. It, it doesn't say anything in all cap in all capital letters. In all capital, <laughs> <laughs> just Dan. She jokes. She like, calls what's me your a... toxic trait? Like, there you go. <laughs> right. <laughs> she calls me a boomer every day, and here we go. This that's it. Like, I posted my first like video story on my story yesterday, and I was like, "Is this how I do it?" You, like, showing so up my phone, being like, so "Is this cute. how I do it? How that's do I program a VCR?" <laughs> 
Well, then you would have been totally lost with this soundboard. <laughs> yeah, in front of me. No, no, no. All right, so been doing CrossFit for a while. Meet Ricky down in North Carolina. Y'all get married. You have dogs. Do you guys have kids together, or is it just you and the dogs? Just the dogs for now. Two dogs. So tell, tell me your CrossFit story as to uh, one of the reasons we don't have kids yet, because Ricky is a absolute beast of a competitor. Okay, um, let's hear it. Um. So, well, I'll go back. He went back. I'm originally from Charleston, South Carolina. Um, I grew up there, grew up next to the beach. So I'm naturally like a water girl. Mm -hmm. Uh, Went to Clemson, graduated from there, went back to Charleston to MUSE and got my MHA. Um, I work for Atrium Health now. That's my like pay the bill job. Um, I'm a data analyst there for the quality department. Um, And then... I started CrossFit because an ex-boyfriend of mine told me that I could not do it. Oh. He was, he was <laughs> at the time, fire. he was like, well, you wouldn't be able to, like, it's really hard. He wouldn't be able to keep up. So I started doing it. And then, like, within a couple months, I got asked to do a team competition. And then it's kind of been this ever since. So I love training. I train a lot. And Ricky went to semis last year. They went to Granite Games. On a team. Uh, on a team. That's yeah. awesome. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So out of out of the gym that you guys currently go to? Yes. I'm at I'm at Grit House right now. So Oh, yeah. oh Grit okay. House. Awesome. awesome. All right. Yeah. Well that's a cool uh, connection. Yeah. Yeah. So Yeah, well I can kind of see why you faded out there, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Put out the spotlight, right? Yeah. <laughs> it was her turn. <laughs> What's up with Dan's and being married to like awesome CrossFit athletes? I'm thinking Dan Stahl. Oh yeah, Allison. <laughs> and we got Allison Stahl, and then we got Dan yeah, Torito, and we got Ricky Torito. All right, cool. Well, that's cool. Are you still? Uh, so, what did you do this year? Did you do the Open, Ricky? Um, yes, we did, and we did go team. Uh huh. Um, just missed it. We were on the bubble. Oh man. So, yeah, we had like two workouts that kept us out, but which ones were they this year? Uh, it was the gymnastics ones, the handstand walking one and the um, the muscle-up one, right. which was brutal. I'm great at muscle-ups. Well, not great, but I like... She's great. No, but I like that would be one of my strengths, and even that workout killed me. It was it was crazy, so... I love that. that. The arm pump coming off of those thrusters going into the muscle-ups, I was like, have I ever done a muscle-up before? I actually <laughs> love that workout. It was the burpee shuttle run. I was like, am I really going to do 150 line-facing burpees right now? Oh, man, yes, we are. loved that one. Awful. That one was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so on the little snidbit that I got with you, Dan, you talked about how um, you were just really excited about a startup, basically. You wanted to go way out of your comfort zone, and coffee has kind of been a passion of yours for a long time. So talk yep. about that. Was coffee? How long have you and coffee had a relationship? Honestly, probably since like high school. I mean, just you know, making what the parents made in, in a drip machine. And then at some point after that, discovering what Starbucks was, which was like, you know, good coffee when I was 17, 18 and didn't really know what good coffee was. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's been like how long I've drank coffee, really starting to enjoy coffee and trying to explore like the nuances of it and, and, and figure it out kind of like someone who's really into wine would figure it out. Um, that's probably been the last two or three years. Were you, um, were you two sitting over a cup of coffee and were like, this should be better? 
That's exactly what happened. Yeah, it was all during kind of the COVID uh, lockdown when um, we literally like a stone's throw from our house out our front door. We had a really awesome coffee shop, and like the day lockdown happened, they permanently closed. Oh no! And I would go there every day, um, which was great. It was really convenient, really close. Killed my wallet, um, but other than that, I loved it. And that kind of got me into like tasting different coffees and they kind of rotated through different, uh, different roasts and companies. And I started with kind of the online subscription based, um, solution once, uh, once COVID started and I was kind of on my own work shut down, you know, had to work from home full time. Um, so I said, I don't like what I'm getting about 50% of the time. I was kind of getting like a rotating bag from a company called trade coffee. Um, our other, um, our other partner, Hannah Hardy actually started him on that one. So. Yes. Hannah's our third partner. She's on a plane right now. Unfortunately, she would be on this as well. Um, she got me kind of started on the subscription model and learning about different kinds of coffee and different roasts and every other bag I got, I didn't like, and it was like, okay, I, I like all these varieties. I like the country of origin. I like the roast. I just don't like what these roasters are putting out. And I said, I wonder if I can do this better. And that's kind of how this all started. And it was fleeting. It was one of those things where I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm not going to do this. Back and forth, back and forth. Ricky's not a coffee drinker. so At all? I wasn't before this, no. Oh, my. Yeah. So, like, I, I was on my own. <laughs> and, um, you know, just being locked down in the house. It was one of those things where I like put it up on the whiteboard behind us and it was just there kind of looming over me. And I was like, I, I think I'm going to do this. Like at one point I finally just said, screw it. This is going to happen. Um, and we're, we're going to go all in. So like, what's like the first step with that? So you're like, I want to go forward with this. Were you set on like, you wanted to roast your own coffee? Like how would you even start with that process? Yeah, I did not want to be a roaster. So that was kind of the one thing that I didn't want to do because that was, for me, that was learning a whole skill set that I didn't really want to get go down that rabbit hole of. Mm -hmm. um, and I know that there's a lot of really skilled roasters out there. So the first step for us was we wanted to come up with one: what is our brand message? What is our what is our what are our values as a company? And we tried to model that around like what Ricky, Hannah, and myself enjoy in life. Um, so we started talking about what we personally enjoy. And then what do our friends and family enjoy? And then we tried to branch that out into what we thought would be, what would resonate with, with customers of ours. Um, and that's really how Good Habits came about. We were playing with names. We have like a Word doc and I still have it. And it's just got hundreds of like potential names that we were going over and like this and that. And we kind of like started going down that good dudes, uh, Buffalo Brew kind of rabbit hole of this is like a CrossFit branded coffee. Um, and we thought that's not going to touch enough people. It's super niche. You know, no one's going to know who we are outside of the CrossFit space. And we want, we thought, what do all these people, athletes across the board embody? And that's how the name came about. And that's really where we started was, was with the name. And once we had good habits coffee, we were like, okay, I think this could be a thing. I think we might be onto something and how we brand it and how we talk about ourselves and, you know, what are our roast names and how does all that resonate with our brand and our customers? That's awesome. All right. So when he brings this idea off the whiteboard to the table, Ricky, how do you react since you're not even a coffee drinker? 
How did I react? What did I say? Do you remember? I don't remember what you said. I was like, heck yeah, let's do it. Let's do this. I, I, knew, she was, I knew she was in because she's a great wife and supports all my crazy ideas. Listen, you don't have to suck up just because we're on camera. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> no. A little bit about me, though. Like, I'm like, I will like come up with crazy ideas and I need Ricky in my life to like sometimes check me and be like, Hey, that's insane. We can't do that. <laughs> right. You know, all facets of life. Um, Usually he comes with me or he comes to me with an idea and I'm like, all right, let's marinate on this for like 72 hours. And that's kind of, that's not me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Quick. Like a little sidebar. I went to take the dogs for a walk. And while I was walking, I found a house for or a plot of land for sale down the street from our current house and i called the owner bought the plot during the walk came home and said pack your shit we're moving and that's where we're sitting now that's where we're sitting actually. now is on the property that i bought yeah wait we so, built a house on the property so. wait 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 so okay 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 so you you <laughs> they're already in the area and he's walking the dog you bought the house <laughs> you bought the plot without the house and you built the house did you set you stayed in your house until you built the house. You didn't like yeah, go pitch yeah, a tent. Yeah, we're, oh. <laughs> the way you're like, we're packing all your shit right now. We're right going now, in the tent, <laughs> maybe a camper, putting it on the plot. Let's go. <laughs> and then, yeah. I was like, I want to do this. And we, we talked about moving, you know, once, maybe three months prior. And I had it in my head that like, we're moving now because we talked about it. So, yeah. um, no, that's a good thing though. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. No, so so Ricky does a really good job of checking me, especially in the coffee space too, where you know I'm coming up with something and she's like, "Let's let's pump the brakes a little bit," um, but but she was all in, and then Hannah Hannah was definitely in. Hannah loves coffee. Like I've never met somebody who drinks more coffee and is more caffeinated than she is, uh, and can live a productive life, um, oh. and it's impressive. And you know when she comes to town. It's funny because like we own a coffee company and she'll come visit us and we'll bring her own coffee as well to try other things like packs it and travels from Tampa and puts it in her suitcase. And it's like, you know, we have stores here and I can bring co I can buy coffee, too. Um, <laughs> so, so she's, what's, she's her, all in. what's her involvement and how did she get involved in this? So Hannah and I have been competing together for a really long time mm -hmm. up until they started the affiliate um, team stuff. And so, like, her and I just kind of became friends during that time together. And it's been, like, what, three years? Yeah, longer than that. Close to that. Um, and so she would come visit to train with me. And then they would have, like, their moments of geeking out over coffee before we would go start training. And then it just became, like, a thing for them. And it was like, here, let me bring the coffee that I tried that I know you're going to love. And she would bring it, like, here for him to try. And it, like, just kind of became like their thing within their friendship, which is a really cool thing. Yeah. Uh, the thing like 10 times. So. And, and her, her involvement has really just been all over the place from helping to do the cuppings when we were actually picking out the roast and getting our flavors down to name, helping to name the coffee, do the marketing, social media. Hannah and Ricky are kind of the social media queens for the company right now. Uh -huh. uh, they, they don't even let me have access to the Instagram account. So, well, it does look good, so keep up that good work. Thank you. <laughs> so how does one, without going into too much detail about, obviously, your coffee and all that stuff and way too much behind the scenes, how does somebody start out 
with a startup with coffee? Do you approach, you know, Mr. Google and kind of figure out where to start? Or obviously you start with a business plan and go from there. But how did you kind of yeah, branch out uh, to figure out what kind of coffee you were going to uh, sell? Well, we had to find a roaster. So yeah. we kind of looked inside of our network and found a couple of people to talk to and scheduled some calls. And, and then we found one local here in Charlotte. And that's when Hannah came up and they went and did the cupping and then they kind of fell in love with the stuff that they were providing. We were like, this is it. This is going to like, it's all coming together. The pieces are yeah. puzzle pieces are falling together. So, yeah. So finding the roaster, I would say is going to be the biggest challenge for someone that wanted to get into it. And that's, you know, that's your whole, that's it for you, right? If you want to go the roasting route and roast yourself, you're going to have to go learn a whole new skill set. And, you know, there's roasting schools that you can go to to learn how to roast coffee. Um, so aside from doing that and, you know, going in and buying and all, all the, the all the equipment and going the, the overhead route there, <clears throat> I said, let's 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 become a, essentially we're a marketing company. Right. Um, and we're the middleman between, you know, our our customer and the roaster who helps source the beans, roast the beans, pick, pack and ship uh, on our behalf. So. You know, we don't really touch a lot of product. We're kind of hands off there. We we run the the marketing side of the organization and help keep the website running. And you know, that's a little bit more behind the scenes on how it really looks. But um, unless we were going to get hands on roasting, you know, that's that's kind of the game. Um, we we found a roaster. Um, like like Ricky said, I wandered into a coffee shop that I really liked their coffee and just started chatting with the roaster and said, "Hey, do you?" Do you white label your coffee? Is that something you'd be interested in? And we were we were his first ones to do it. Really? Um, yeah. So we were like this tester for him, um, which I think gave us a lot of leverage in how we were able to negotiate the pricing and um, really kind of forge what is our partnership today. You know, I don't see him as he sees me as a partner, and I see him in the same way. We do a lot of stuff together in the Charlotte area. Um, He's got a, a whole kind of this cold brew setup that you were able to try at mm -hmm. Fittest um, that we do for live events. So he lets the machine. Um, did you try that, Zach? I did, yeah. That was a good one. Thanks. Yeah, so the, the cold brew is something that we don't do. You know, we don't ship that via the website yet. Um, but that is something that, you know, he lets us use his machine. And, you know, in turn, we're giving him some, some props to and, and some cred. Um, so... But you're downplaying the fact that you guys actually did pick out all of the roasts and the food. Oh, yeah. Like, you guys had to choose which like which ones we were going to offer and, like, the combinations and all that stuff, too. And that's that's fair. So the roaster has, you know, 10 different varieties of coffee. And for us, it was, let's offer, at least initially, right, in our first year, we want to kind of focus in on some big roasts that people really like. So we've got... The lighter roasts, which are like the Ethiopian and Costa Rican, and we go really dark to like the Brazil um, and the Guatemalans. So we kind of run the gamut and the spectrum of, of the flavor profiles and what we think people would like. Um, and very soon here, we're going to be releasing kind of some limited edition roasts that our, our roaster only has kind of a single bag that he's sourced from the country of origin. And we will offer on the website. And when it's gone, it's gone. That's so, awesome. Yeah, looking to do some cool stuff uh, in the next couple of months here with uh, with some new flavors. Now, do they ever go through like the science of 
like the roasting and then you could kind of influence how the flavors are intended to be? That's the whole cupping process that he was talking about earlier. Okay. Yeah. So, so cupping is interesting. Cupping is literally just like it sounds. They pour grounds into small cups um, and there's a process, there's a smell. You do a smell test, you do kind of a tasting with a spoon and then you taste it with the cup. Um, it's very interesting and, and drawn out. I didn't, I'd, I'd never actually done one before. Um, but that gave the roaster an idea of us saying, okay, like I like the Brazil that you roasted to 417. I didn't like the one that you roasted to 419 degrees. So playing with, you know, one or two degrees of flavor can impact so much of the, of the actual taste of the coffee. Wow. Um, I would not have and, known that. and a lot of people see, that's the thing. And like a lot of people don't know. Um, our Ethiopian coffee, which is called grit. Um, that one, when you crack the bag open, I mean, it smells like you just opened a pint of blueberries, yes. fresh, fresh mm. blueberries. Awesome. And one of the roasters, uh, a couple weeks ago roasted the Ethiopian that we were going to use two degrees hotter than usual. And it didn't smell like blueberries anymore at all. Really? Interesting. Yeah. And I, I opened the container and I was like, I don't, this isn't the right coffee. And it turns out he just went two degrees hotter, kind of wasn't paying attention or whatever. And, uh, that was the whole batch was completely different. Dude. So just like the temperature changed it and influenced the flavor and smelled that much. Yeah. That's crazy. Hashtag science. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know the science behind it. I will be honest. Yeah. These guys roasting, um, at the roaster are like absolute geeks about it in a good way. Um, they've got an entire computer system. They've got this, They've got this Apple computer with this massive screen hooked up to the to the machine itself, and it's showing them on a graph, you know, what's happening inside the machine when they're watching the temperature, you know, very closely. They're watching this graph kind of track up, track up, track up, and when it hits a certain spot, you know, then they know to turn the machine off or open the open the gauge to release the gas. Um, so it's it's all very complex, um, and I'd be lying if I if I said I knew anything about how that all worked. <laughs> that's Although he's, he's describing it pretty well. so <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. So how many flavors do you guys have? Or how many flavors did you have when you first launched? Um, so right now we have six, um, which is what we've actually launched with is what we still have. And mind you, right, we've been up live like, what, three months? Two, two and a half, three months right now? Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, I think we're like four five now yeah see time flies it really does you're right it's been closer to four months four or five months at this point um and so we've got lightest to darkest we've got um an ethiopian which is the absolute lightest we sell and then we've got our espresso roast called trust the process that is a 50 50 blend of our ethiopian and our costa rican um we've got a decaf we have got a uh, Costa Rican single origin. We've got a Guatemalan and we've got a Brazil. And that kind of the Brazil and the Guatemalan are our two darkest. Um, so, if you tried the coffee at the at Fittest, um, you were drinking the Brazil. Uh, that's like real chocolatey. It's got some like really, really dark, dark chocolate notes, some almond butter in there. Um, so we are releasing next week. Mm -hmm. Next week, we're releasing a Colombian. That'll be our first kind of official seventh and newest release into the into the brand lineup uh super excited about that one Colombian's like one of my absolute favorites so i'm i'm pumped for uh for us to have that that's awesome all right so you've got six coffees right now or six flavors 
Yep. Obviously, naming them has got to be one of the f- most fun parts, right? Like naming the specific um, flavor. So yep. go through those real quick. How did you figure who who's the mastermind behind the names of each flavor? That's that's a that's a team effort for I, sure. Yeah, I think we all kind of came together. At first, it was Daniel and Hannah going back and forth, coming up with like just like random ideas all over the place. They're the creative people, and then we kind of like honed in from there, right? Yeah, and that's just like the naming word doc, right? We've just got a, a document which just got tons of like. Well, we were like, what are names that go along with good habits? So we've Uh got, like I said, grit and midnight oil and rise and grind names that I want people to associate with good habits, with pushing forward, with being productive. Like those are the things that I want people to feel when they see our name and we, and they see, um, see our brand and they see our bags, right? That's really important is that they can put their hands on a bag and it's got the name on it and you know really clear you can see what you're drinking as well and that goes down to the whole like what is the purpose of our company like what are we trying to do we're trying to help people be successful right like that's our main goal our goal is to make people happy and to help them be successful and so all those names kind of had to fit into like is this a way like when the trust the process that's like a huge part of anything that you're going to go after like you really do have to have trust in the process to be successful so we kind of went through um and chosen that in that way yeah uh the colombian that we're releasing next week is called little by little right so little by little little becomes a lot so those are the types of things that we want people to embody and to feel when they drink our coffee and um it all goes back to like what are good habits it goes back to our mission statement of you know, doing, doing right by people with, with coffee and and making people happy. Absolutely. So a lot of companies, when they start up, they kind of focus on the community that they're involved in. So obviously you guys at upfront started out with CrossFit, but you uh, earlier said that you didn't want to be in that niche, um, forever. Right. So what are some ideas on how to branch out from CrossFit as far as, you know, marketing your coffee to other communities? So I think um, it, it probably has to do a lot, a lot with like when we were originally discussing like, okay, so some of us are involved with CrossFit. Daniel no, no longer does CrossFit, but he is a renaissance man and is so involved in so many different things. So that's kind of what we wanted our coffee to like reach out to all those different avenues, like all of his passions, include all of my passions, include all of Hannah's passions. And so that's kind of how we shaped who we want our audience to be. Yeah. So moving outside of the CrossFit sphere, I think, um, you know, the easiest path for us will be in other areas of fitness. So I belong to a, a local gym that's pretty competitive in the bodybuilding and powerlifting and strongman space. So, you know, that's kind of our next area is we'll, we'll continue down, I think, the fitness path to grow. Um, cause we know that, right. Right. That's a, yep. Barriers of entry, lower barriers of entry, excuse me. Um, and for us kind of, it still aligns with our personal passions. Um, after that, you know, it's going to be a little bit more interesting on how do we want to actually, you know, market this coffee. Cause I'm, I'm thinking of the space of like entrepreneurs, yep. a great market for people that want to be caffeinated, need to be caffeinated in a lot right. of cases. Um, 
and and will enjoy their daily, hourly, whatever cup of coffee that that they're going to partake in. And I I don't want to generalize, but generally with coffee drinkers, we find what we like and we stick to it. It's really hard to deviate away from that. So if you're putting something good in front of them, it's just going to sell itself as well. And, and that's where like our subscription model has has come in. Like we launched the subscription aspect of the website probably about a month after the main launch. And that's just taken off, right? Because you give people free shipping, a discount on the bags. It's a predictable process. For us, it's great. And we give people what they like. And, you know, people aren't saying stop subscriptions. Like they're they're (laughs) saying, yeah. Keep my coffee coming. Subscriptions were the best thing that happened for any business, I think. It's like I use them for everything. I I have subscriptions literally for everything on Amazon through dog food to air filters that go in my house, you know, like everything is on subscription. I don't have to think about it. It's just there every, when I need it, like every month, every three months. And yeah. well, and that's, and that's exactly it. Like we're here to take one item off of your checklist, not yep. add something. Right. So, yep, that's true. And our growth plan. So you mentioned Amazon. Um, that's kind of, I'll get to that in a second. That's like a phase three, but phase two for us is really starting to scale the business, right? We've, we did a proof of concept, like the coffee's good. I People say that no one's really ever returned our coffee or given us a negative review and said this stuff sucks. So I would say proof of concept, we achieved that. Now the goal was, do we want to scale this? And I think the resonating answer from our side is yes, like let's, let's scale and see what that means for us. Um, so we're hiring a marketing company um, that does this professionally to help you know, the, the paid side, the paid search, pay-per-click, um, you know, getting us out deeper into search engines, things like that. That's kind of phase two for us. I don't think myself, Ricky, or Hannah has the bandwidth or the want to kind of dive into that whole world. I think there's professionals out there in SEO for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm we're going to take advantage of the skill set that they have. So that's kind of our phase two in growing the coffee brand and bringing it to a larger market. Awesome. All right. Uh, so, so I told uh, I told a couple people, you know, outside of here that our next guest was going to be Good Habits Coffee. And they're like, oh, yeah, you know, I've seen them at, you know, a couple different competitions this past spring um, yep. around the around the local community here. So talk about that. I think the first one that you might have showed up to in the upstate was Crescendo. Is that correct? Yep. So how did you how did you guys get involved in that? Uh, so Hannah and Jr. are close and good buddies. Yeah, uh, and he was nice enough to invite us to to that, and that's that's. Hannah. And I was competing. And Ricky was competing. That's oh, correct. okay, cool. I'm I forget. Yes, <laughs> the, the, those weekends are a blur for me. Yeah, they go blur. quick. They go quick. They do. Uh, and Sunday, I will never forget this because that was uh, Crash was our or yeah Crash was yeah, our first second. live event that we'd ever done, and. Sunday morning, after people had been competing for two full days, Sunday morning, all the bleary-eyed competitors showing up right to the door and coming over and saying, give me a coffee right now. Like, I need this to just function at this point. And I will never forget the line. Like, I looked up after just setting up, and there was probably 30 people in line waiting to get a coffee. (laughs) Oh, this is cool. That's a good feeling. Even selling aside, like just that people are are taking what you've made and ha- kind of put yourself out there uh, to share with people was really cool. Yeah, 
it was nothing but positive feedback because everybody was walking around with those coffees and everybody was asking, well, where'd you get this? Go up front, man. Go get you one, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so talk about, uh, Ricky, you were, you were competing while Dan was working. Were you <laughs> thinking about the, how the coffee shop was going outside while you were competing at all? Did you, you know, how did that roll with you? I'm very good at compartmentalizing. <laughs> so it would be like when I was on, I was on. And then after our event was done and I cooled down or whatever, I would go out and help him. So that's cool. Yeah. It was, it was kind of cool to wear two different hats that weekend. That was a fun comp, yeah, that, too. It was a really fun comp. Their gym had a great showing um, in terms of number of competitors, so it was lots of on-the-house coffee to the Grit House crew that, mm-hmm. that came out because a lot of them helped serve. Yeah, we did a lot everybody of, chipped in. It everyone awesome. chipped in. We did a lot of sampling. You know, to people, I just brought a tray of, like, little mini cups out into the uh, right into the gym for people to taste and said, hey, there's a little taste. Now come, you know, the full-size ones outside. Um, so, you know, doing that and getting and getting it in people's hands was, was super fun and, and it's great to just have a community around it. So, you know, I love love the CrossFit community, even though I don't really do it as a as a hobby anymore. Um, you know, the community is still awesome. And, you know, they find something that people can share and enjoy and and rally around it for sure. Definitely. So Zach and I are a little partial to Crash because we're both members there and uh, we're there quite often. Well, Zach's there every day. I get there like <laughs> two or three days a week. <laughs> but uh, uh, we, but we obviously we love Crash and Ricky, you've been in the CrossFit community now for a very long, well, both of you have and you guys have been around. You guys have been to you know local competitions. You've been to you know big competitions, semifinal competitions, you know regionals. Talk a little bit about our local competition crescendo. Did you love it? Oh yeah, um, I'm doing the one in October. You're gonna do Crucible. Yep. Awesome. I already plan on doing that. Fantastic. We'll be there too. Coffee will be there. I feel like the crash competitions are just on a different level. To be completely honest, it it has the same feel as like the semifinal, and I mean the judging is spectacular. How it's run is really well. Like everything was on time and. Everything's always taken care of. And in terms of like local competitions too, like usually the programming isn't super great because of either the equipment that they have to work with or the spacing. And with the crash competitions, they always go above and beyond that the workouts are so fun. So I I I will say, yeah, like JR and his crew definitely go above and beyond and take special care to make it like a spectacle, but a true test. Yeah. I only got to come in and see very limited bits and pieces of, of the weekend and, and Ricky competing. But what I did see, one, the programming I thought was killer. I thought it was so cool that they utilized like whole spans of the gym. Um, like with that one where there was the GHG setups on one end mm-hmm. and the runner on the other. Awesome. It was just cool to see a whole team kind of spread out. And yeah. it was chaos if you looked at it at across like at a macro level or a micro level. But when you zoomed in, you were like, oh, this is really cool. And it's, you see why everything was happening the way it was. Yep. Um, so the, the programming I thought was fantastic. And then like Ricky said, with the organization and the on time, I never had to guess because I was trying to prepare for when nobody was working out because that was when we saw our biggest rush of customers Uh so i never really had to guess if like workouts were on time or they were running over or whatever because it was just it was always like clockwork yeah that yeah that's uh that's a crescendo to a t for sure Mm -hmm. and while you were there 
you got to meet Gordon Lake, right? Yep. And that's how you guys got to fittest. Yep. Exactly. So some of Gordon's crew were coming over and, and getting coffee and he he came over and was like, Hey, like some, a bunch of people, a bunch of my members have said, you got to get this guy and his company at, uh, at fittest and came over and said like, can you make it? I know it's in two weeks and it's obviously super short notice, but we'd love to have you. Um, and for me, that was kind of a no brainer because it's a lot of the same people that are there. Mm-hmm. You know, we really didn't know anybody being from Charlotte and we're kind of the, the not local gym that's there. Um, but everybody was like, I can't, people were leaving and saying, can't wait to see you at fittest. Can't wait to see you at fittest. See you in a few weeks. Um, so that was just really cool that, that there was that opportunity to kind of connect again. Yeah, definitely. I thought one of the, I, I think both fittest and the crash competitions are so fun to go to. The one thing that I love the most about the fittest competition is all the effort they put into that vendor village. That vendor village is like, it's really, it really is top notch for a, for a smaller competition. That's not like a Wadapalooza or something like that, obviously, which is on a whole nother level. Like you can't compare the two, but for something like, you know, between fittest and crash, like that vendor village at fittest was, was on point. And it was really fun because a lot of the vendors were really like getting to know each other and communicating. You're facing each other. And there was really like space to walk around and, um, you just like make friends, you know? Which yeah. was really cool. So, what did you guys think about it? I mean, that's what I thought about it. I was a vendor there. Um, so, what did you guys think? Same thing. Yeah, I mean, from from my perspective, shout out to Danielle who did all the planning and coordinating for the vendor piece. Mm-hmm. She killed. It was so seamless. Um, one, as a vendor, she gave a great option to put coffee in all the winter bags. Uh, so, anybody that was on the podium got a bag of our coffee, which was kind of a, in my mind when she said that was an option I said absolutely mm-hmm. yes I will give out free coffee because for me now everybody's hopefully drinking that at home or has finished it by now right uh, and then we gave out um, discount codes to every competitor that was in their welcome bag so from a vendor perspective that's great it's you know we've started to see orders come in we tagged the the, the coupon code as some some sort of fittest in South Carolina you know, naming conventions so I could see what's coming in, but it's great to see, you know, the orders coming in from people that are, that had either experienced the coffee and tasted it there or were trying it for the first time. Um, and then, like you said, the, the ability to meet people, make friends. I was right next to a supplement company, yeah, uh, a local one, and they were great. I mean, I, I've got their social media and, and his, um, the nutrition his, store, uh, right? yeah, nutrition store. Yeah. They were like, they're like, yeah, we've been doing this a long time. You know, we love lo- live events. Let us know if you want to do any together and partner up again. So, yeah, they know. are super good dudes for sure. Um, but and then yeah, I think uh, the and the actual event was awesome. I thought the programming that Gordon did was great. It was really fun to watch. Uh, what did you think of what of the programming, Ricky? As far as fittest went, it looked great. Yeah, uh, I got to sneak in and watch some of the workouts, and I was impressed by some of those masters girls. Yeah, I'm I'm aging up this year. I'll be a master's this year, so oh. I was like scoping out some of my competition yeah. a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Welcome, welcome to the masters. Yes, yeah. that's what I said. Welcome. <laughs> yeah, right. I've never felt younger. <laughs> that's that is probably one of my favorite parts about that competition, though, is watching the masters and up, especially yeah. even that legends and outliers to see what those. Yes those like 50, 60 year old females can do is one of the most impressive things I think at that competition. I 
think those are the more impressive athletes, in my opinion. The fact that, I don't know, that's like goals to me. We have an athlete at our gym, um, Anne-Marie, and she actually made the um, the age group semifinals that she did, um, I think, a couple weeks ago. And she's like my goals. She's incredible. She's the most amazing athlete and so humble and such a hard worker and like, she's like jokes around all the time about how she's like the old lady in the gym and she doesn't recover as better or as well as everybody else. But I'm like, your goals, like I, I want to be like you when I grow up. So CrossFit's definitely removed the age bias on fitness. Literally. But she beats me in workouts all the time. Oh yeah. Yeah. We, we were watching the, the, the podium finishers. Uh, we saw the male outliers and I think they said the, First place guy was like sixty eight or something or sixty seven. Did did would never guess no that way. ever. Yeah, he looked like he was in his fifties. I was like, this guy's. There's no way it's aging, a, aging well. That's right. It's amazing what a little bit of uh, fitness and a little bit of uh, good habits of eating well and having good nutrition and you know yeah. all those things add up and you know hopefully when we're that age, we're doing the same thing. I mean that's that's my goal as well. So. It is cool because I'm a physical therapist, so I, I work a lot with people who are, you know, retired 50s, 60s, 70s. And, you know, I think I always say 50 is that magic number where somebody can literally look like they're 35, 50, or 75, you know? Yep. Like, generally, you can tell when somebody's in their 20s or 30s or 40s, but at age 50, depending on how you lived your life and what you've put in your body up until that point kind of dictates what you look like. And I think movement is key though for that too. I like mm-hmm. I've said this for years. Once you once you stop moving, you die. Yeah, literally. Yep. <laughs> yep, I agree a hundred percent. It's uh it's uh definitely something that a lot of people have to learn the hard way, but I feel like our community is really uh pushing things in the right direction for sure. Oh for sure. Couldn't agree more. I, Ricky has been, for me personally, she has been like my motivator to keep me moving. I, <laughs> you know, I get trapped, I get lost in like growing a business or, or focusing on work or something else. And it's like, the, she's been great at constantly keeping me, keeping me accountable on making sure I'm staying healthy in that way too. So that's been, that's been huge. Yeah. So. I think I've said this before on the podcast. First of all, the, the whole premise of the podcast originally um, it, it's, it's kind of centered around CrossFit now, but when we first started, it was to find successful people in various facets of life, right? It's not just monetarily, you know, successful. A lot of our guests so far have been athletes or coaches or something like that who have been successful, but they're not all of them are very rich, you know? Um, yeah. but the one thing that a lot of successful people have in their life, whether they're a successful cello player or a successful businessman or a successful parent is they have some sort of fitness in their life. And fitness drives that success, right? Um, And I think a lot of it has to do with good habits, right? So I love that name, by the way. It's really good. Thank you. Yeah, that's we kind of hit that name, and it was one of those light bulb moments that we just went, "That's it! Like that's the name. There's no more discussion. It's it's locked in now." Yeah. And and the the crazy thing was, we we typed into the domain search to buy it typed in good habits coffee and it was available and i was like there's no way yeah. nobody already owns this domain name right. submit and, submit submit yeah i was like <laughs> it was a sign i was like buy now buy now and yeah. 
I bought it for like five years. But no one else had it. There you go. <laughs> but what and, uh, what I was gonna say on top of that was, you know, with every, I, I feel like I'm in the small business world, um, and I think with every successful small business, it truly is a partnership between spouses, right? Um, it's, it's a huge support system to have a spouse who really has your back in the business, knowing that you guys are both in it together. And I feel like when a business doesn't have that, that's when you see a lot of failure. Even if, even if the, uh, even if one spouse isn't directly involved in the business, having somebody that supports you or you're able to bounce ideas off of is one of the biggest things, um, for a small business to really take off and maybe even become a larger business eventually. Oh yeah. I will share, I was a little hesitant to go into this with Ricky at first. Um, mm-hmm. Just like we, you know, I went to a different gym when we started getting serious and even she became a coach at that gym. So at that point I was like, all right, I don't want you critiquing my my overhead squat. So I'm definitely <laughs> now, but but I, I, I thought Maybe about it. I was it. trying to help. Yeah, she was trying to help. But, you know, we, we both work from home now and it was one of those things where I was like, do I you know, not in a bad way, but like, I like the separation of our, like we have our jobs and then we've got our separate lives in a lot of ways and we're always home together. So I thought if we go into business together, like it's, it's going to be on all the time and it's kind of in, in the house as well. Uh, well, and you hear those like scary stories too, where like starting a new business, a couple ends up fighting more over that and then it yeah. leads to to worse things, but I think it's helped our communication. Oh yeah, I think our communication, like just in our marriage, has gotten better, and we've gotten better at talking to each other. And um, she'll like tell me, like you know, turn your business voice off, and, like, <laughs> talk to me, like 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 my husband, uh, and I have to check myself on that. But I I think that, like she said, our communication's gotten better. Her not being a coffee drinker has been interesting and a great kind of pull me out of the space of someone who does only think about the coffee and only think about what I'm kind of stuck in at the moment. And she can bring me out of that and, you know, ask questions, probing questions. Why are you doing it that way? Why not this way? Sure. Well, mostly because I'm learning, right? Right. I'm learning from the ground up. So yeah, I'm explaining to her like why this tastes like this and why when you brew a coffee to a different temperature, it tastes different. Or when you prepare it differently, it might taste different. Um, So it's kind of fun to like hone my skills there on the basics and, and teach her something too. Yeah. Ricky, are you slowly becoming more and more of a coffee connoisseur? Anytime he opens a new bag of our stuff, I'm like, Hmm, that's all so good. <laughs> yeah. So I'm coming around. I'm coming around. That's good. Maybe not quickly, but <laughs> it's happening. There's a video out there somewhere on the web of her drinking an iced coffee at Wadapalooza this past year. And the, <laughs> The face she made and the noise that came out of her afterwards was was good. It was uh, it was definitely worth finding. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Needless to say, they did not use that for their marketing stuff. So. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we want to convey to our people. So there you go, there you go. So outside of you know, you guys have brought this together. You guys are you know. Not only are you working together in the house, you're working together on this business. When it's time to shut business down and do something fun outside of CrossFit or coffee, what kind of stuff do you guys like to do together? 
So we are big on date night. That is a huge part of our relationship and making sure that we're having consistent dates um, just anywhere around Charlotte. So um, I'm super into spot, like doing something spontaneously. I'm really bit like bad about planning everything. So it's good that he forces me to be spontaneous every once in a while. So yeah. So um, love sushi. So we got a bunch of our kind of our sushi spots that we go to. And then, you know, from there, it's like, let's go do something fun, try something new. We just hit one of those. I don't know if they have those um, down in South Carolina, but like the indoor adult put- putting. Um, not indoor, but that sounds really fun. It was cool. It was really cool. It was like not the biggest space you would think that you would need. Um, so they like how they laid out the whole course was really like you had, and you'd have like a server coming to serve you drinks while you were doing putt putt. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. So it, was it was so much fun. Yeah, so that was a lot of fun. Um, that's like one of our more recent dates. Literally um, anything like activity wise. Yeah, we enjoy doing. Like we're definitely in on that. Um, but always looking for fun stuff to do. We got like great outdoor stuff here, and the Whitewater Center is always a blast. Oh yeah, uh, I've heard about ever, that. Oh, if you've never been, I've it's never like, been. It's worth a trip up. I'm gonna yeah, find the wall once. The what? Nice. Did you do it over the, the water? Over the water, yeah. Yeah. I haven't done it yet, but I want to. Yeah. Oh, they it, have it's like a rock awesome. wall that comes like back, and it's basically it hangs over a pool. So if you fall from the top, it's just right into. It. Oh, really? That's cool. And it really is like it's angled this way too, yeah. so it's pretty difficult too. It's it's awesome. Yeah. So they've got they've got canoeing, paddle boarding, mountain biking all sorts of zip lines and stuff, ropes courses, and then the whitewater rafting, obviously. So it's like yeah. you can make a day out of it and locals will go cause it's free and really you can go and hang out, drink some beer, awesome. listen to music, live music. Well, it's, um, it's free to go there, not to do the activity. Oh, yeah. gotcha. The activities are most <laughs> definitely Sorry, not. Yes. Say, man, wow. <laughs> I wish it was totally free. <laughs> uh, but like Thursday night concerts in the spring and summer and you can go listen to music and hang out. And, right. You know, like a fun way to spend spend the evening that's um, cool but we also travel a ton that's like our other yeah. big thing that we've centered our relationship around has been travel so seeing the world is the goal awesome so you guys travel internationally too yes all right yeah. sweet we'll get to that at quick fire questions or rapid fire questions um <laughs> you want to get to that right now your show, man. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. So this is this is ra- this is rapid fire questions. All right. So Zach will think of a random question. He'll ask y'all, and you just spit it right back. Okay. Ooh, I'm nervous. All right. Do you want answers from both of us or just one of us? Oh, both. We're gonna yeah, see how it'll both be for both. Yours. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Go. From your international destinations, which one is like top of the list for you to go back to? Italy. Mine's Aruba. Ooh, split decision. It's got to be Italy. I don't. I, <laughs> I mean, I thought, we, went to, we went to Sicily and it was the most incredible trip ever, but I loved Aruba so much. Yeah. That was an amazing trip. Aruba was amazing. Italy was cool because I got to meet my Italian family that speaks no English and I speak no Italian. And we had a really interesting 36 hours together. Um, That's fun, though. Yeah. It, it was different. We were glued to our phone translators trying to figure out how they were. Oh, technology. No, I don't want no poor food. Yeah, or I would just be yelling in English progressively louder. <laughs> like thinking they would eventually get it. That's hilarious. 
<laughs> I uh, that's funny. I quick story. One of my best friends who lives here, his name is Paulo. He's from Brazil, and his parents came here a while. This was like a long time ago. First time I ever met his parents, they came over from Brazil, and uh, I remember. I met his dad. At, actually, we were at a competition. I met, he brought his parents too, and I met his dad. And I was, I, I was caught myself talking extra loud and extra slow. And he's just looking at me like. And then he, then he re- responds to me in English. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, so embarrassed. I was so embarrassed. <laughs> well, it's, it's funny that's our reaction because they're not yeah. deaf. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Well, it turns out to branch off that story, my family speaking no no English. My cousin turns after hours of me struggling, turns to me and starts speaking accentless perfect English. Oh yeah! Like what were you doing this entire time? Like <laughs> laughing, laughing, yeah, having a great laughing. time. Yeah, that's amazing. All right, yeah. I got a question for you. Um, are we doing? Uh, let's see, Panthers or Bills? Bills. Bills. Hands down. Bills Mafia all the way. All right. Gotcha. Interesting. I wasn't sure if you'd been converted yet. I can think I converted her to be a Bills fan, to be that, honest. That was the condition of the marriage, is he would be a Clemson fan and I would be a Bills fan. So I legally had to say Bills. God, I was pulling for them legally. so hard this past year. I wanted it so I think, bad. I think, we're like that. I think we're that team now. That you like are, though. Are the bubble team. You are. You're that team that everybody wants to see go. Yeah. America's team. America's team. It really yeah. is, man. I I was pulling so I was so disappointed. That was the craziest playoff game I had I mean, really not everybody had ever seen. Yeah, like that, that was, was the craziest playoff game ever. Did you happen to see they released uh Patrick Mahomes' whoop data for that game at the end? No. Uh, Whoop released it, and you can go see like his heart rate during that overtime in the in the Bills game. Oh. It's pretty crazy that his heart rate never went over like one fifteen. That's wild. <laughs> so, That's crazy. Clearly, he had it. Yeah, calm and collected. You would have never seen a game like that ten years ago, though. That's how much the game has evolved. Oh yeah, yeah. That's insane. And I hope. Honestly, I hope we never see the Bills never see a game like that, that yeah. again. Oh my gosh! My, yeah. Honestly, my heart can't take that uh, another year. I hear you. I hear you. All right, what you got, Zach? You wake up in the morning. How are you preparing your coffee? Uh, espresso black. Espresso black. And I'm popping a caffeine drink. All right, that was my next question for Ricky. <laughs> so I was gonna say a rain or a bang. Oh, Alani knew. Oh, Alani. Man, that was like the first. That? that was the original like energy drink that Laura ever brought home. I wasn't really into energy drinks, and then she started bringing those home, and that was probably my first experience of like a caffeinated energy drink outside of like you know the monsters back in college or whatever. And uh, I don't know why I stopped drinking those. Those are pretty good. They're delicious. Yeah, they are really good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But I don't ever drink a full one. <laughs> I only drink half. Dude, I like. Yeah, she's also like hypersensitive to caffeine, so like. You don't want to see me after I drink the full one. It's maybe crazy. we do. <laughs> yeah, maybe we do. <laughs> yeah, maybe we do. <laughs> you want to put it on the podcast after sorry, one? Sorry, I don't want anybody else to see that. 
Yeah, so I dr- I'll, I'll admit this, and I admitted this to you earlier. I'm a K-cup guy because I just don't know coffee very well, but I do enjoy drinking it. I just like something hot. We're done and here. Whatever. I know. He's not, he's not even looking at me anymore. But, uh, <laughs> sorry, he's judging, we gotta, judging, we gotta go. I'm sorry, judging, judging, you know, but I got, oh, I'm sorry. I don't even, I, was, I don't think there's very much caffeine in those things. Right. Because I remember when I first started, then I had an employee who was obsessed with like three D's and rains and all this stuff and started bringing them to me. And I would drink those things. I was like, dude, I have never been caffeinated before, but this is amazing. Like 300 milligrams of caffeine straight to the brain. Yeah, the blood is flowing. <laughs> the blood is flowing. That's right. Well, K-cups are stale because yeah. the coffee's been ground and sitting in there for just yeah. oxidizing. Like who knows so, how long. Yeah. For how yeah. long. Um, and then one of our, one of our big brand values really is good habits for the earth so our bags are compostable um and everything breaks down our stickers are recyclable so if you really want to like break the bag apart you can compost and recycle every piece of our bag and those k-cups are just terrible for the environment so we're not people have asked like are you going to release k-cups are you going to do pods and the answer is just kind of no we're we're gonna live to our brand values and like if you want to buy our coffee that's great but we're not gonna compromise so we have had people get the reusable ones though and those seem to work pretty well with our coffee yeah yeah you can buy the reusable nespresso pods and reusable k-cups and yeah they do just wash it right like you can keep it for forever yeah so you're saying i need to go take (laughs) maybe maybe or i just need to really get into coffee i i want to get in i want to be that guy that wants to get i want to get into a lot of things but coffee, coffee is one of one. those things that I, I keep telling Laura, I'm like, we need to like just go and buy a good pour over thing or whatever, French press or whatever, and just All do it. it. All of it. Yeah, just get it done. And I'm going to take that stupid Keurig and just take it in the backyard and blow it up. Yep. And then I'm going to have this conversation with you again. And I'm going to get a better report card. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, office space all over again. (laughs) It was on TV the other day. We watched it. Oh, dude, you got to watch it. There are certain movies where they're on TV. You're you're scrolling. Well, nobody scrolls through channels anymore. But back in the day, when you're scrolling through channels, that's one of those movies where you're, you're on it. You know, you're you, not going to stop. Can, and like you're, you can see the DVD that's on your shelf that you have. And right. You're going to watch it with commercials <laughs> right. and, like, and like dubbed over the, the expletives. So like, yeah. That's, that's right. Definitely that's right. Because you're just too hungover to actually get up and, and change it. It's so bad. I don't, I don't even own a DVD player. I don't either. I don't either. <laughs> yeah, that was, that We've was, evolved. All right, Zach, you got one more or two more? What you got? I asked the coffee one. You asked Did the, you ask the coffee one? Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Let's bring it into CrossFit a little bit. Um, if you guys... All right. This is perfect. If you guys had a games athlete that you could work out with in the morning and then go get coffee with afterwards, who would it be? Duh. Hannah. She picked Hannah. Okay. Not your friend. Somebody. She went to the games last year. <laughs> okay. Right, right. Joke's on else. you, David. Joke's on me. <laughs> um, you go first. Um, Dan Bailey. Okay. So, okay. Good dude. Yeah. I, he went to the games, I think. Um, maybe back maybe in the day. It was a really long time ago. He definitely went to the games multiple times. I, I don't remember anymore. It's it's hard to remember. But <laughs> so 
<laughs> so I met him at Granite Games last year. He was releasing a coffee company, and that was their first live event was at Granite Games. And I said, oh, that's pretty cool. Like, I'm also starting a coffee company. And I was like, may the better Dan win. And he like laughed and was like, ha, 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 that's, that's, that's funny. And I ended up getting his address from somebody that knows him. And I sent him a bag of our coffee and sent him a picture that we took together. And I was like, don't, you probably don't remember me, but we took this picture. And I told you I was going to do this. And I did it. So try our coffee. Hope you enjoy. Yeah. Boom. That's actually drop the mic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He'll never see this podcast probably, but if he does, like I, I'm coming for him. I love it. You might be surprised. All right, I, you got another. I'll one? Send him a, we'll send him a copy. We'll there you send go. Him a, there you go. And who's your, who's yours, babe? I don't know. That's a hard question. Got to answer. Uh, um, probably I don't know. Probably Annie Thor's daughter. Okay, cool. Oh, yeah. Good choice. All right. Dave. I want to learn all her mother mother secrets for my future. There you go. <laughs> How secrets. she bounced back so quickly. <laughs> um. You've asked this question a few times. You're competing for a podium spot. It's you and two other people. Who are you competing against? Like, who do you want to race against? Like, actual names or like the best? You could, It could be anyone that... It could be from Tia to whoever you want. Who are you trying to win the title from? I mean, if there are no rules and points don't matter, probably Tia and Matt Frazier because they're the best in the game and I want to be the best. Love it. Yeah, I'm going, I'm going to go Josh Bridges and um, Patrick Belder. Ah, oh, dude, that's oh, a party Belder. right there. You're just trying to party afterwards. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I mean, it's like people you want to play and party. Absolutely. With, right? yes. I like that for sure. All right. I'm uh, feeling Josh Bridges knows how to party. Uh, oh, definitely. Yeah. All right. Real quick before we let you guys go, where do they follow you on Instagram and other social media platforms? Uh, social media good, is Good Habits co- Coffee. Good. Let's make sure it's that's the actual one. Yeah. Good Coffee Co. <laughs> coffee Co. Yep. Good Habits Coffee Co. Co. Yep. And the same for uh, for Facebook. We, I think that's the only places we are currently. We're getting ready to go onto TikTok. It's my little sister. My little sister is still in college. TikTok. And we said that she is going to be a part of our marketing team. So, all right, She's perfect. She's younger than me. <laughs> that's a quick way to reach that kind of that lower 20, 18 to 20 range. Yep. Yep. So, we're going to be. I might even do a TikTok dance. We'll see. You should you know? do it, Dan. We'll look for I, it. I, I would watch it. The other day, it was so exciting. He was like, "What do I do?" And I'm like, "Just mouth words. You'll be fine." There you go. Awesome. Yeah, All right. Anything we put out there, so yeah. there you go. And then obviously, website's just uh, goodhabitscoffee.com or good. yes, yep, yeah. absolutely. So um, go to the website. You can see everything there. Um, join the email list. We do 15% off your first order when you join the list. Um, subscriptions are all free shipping and then we've got a newsletter we're going to be releasing every month with updates new coffee news kind of behind the scenes stuff so that's all coming educational opportunities maybe for you if you end up getting a heck yeah i need it i need all the education i can get especially with coffee that's (laughs) for sure you need to get learned up i do need to get learned (laughs) i love that (laughs) all right well thank you guys for uh bearing with us through 
technical difficulties. Another day of technical difficulties <laughs> via David Carter. It seems to be becoming a weekly thing lately. I don't know. I miss Harrison so much. Harrison hasn't been with us. He was our producer for the longest time, and now he's you know doing other computer software development stuff. We're kind of low-laying, low-laying uh, branches for him. He's up yeah. on the trees. But um, we just turned the power on. Great experience, though. <laughs> it's it, great though. I really, we had a lot of fun. I'm, I'm speaking for both of us, I yes. think, but this was great. So thank you for the invite. I mean, that was awesome and do appreciate it. And it was really cool to, to get, get you guys to actually drink the coffee and try it. And then, you know, come on here. Oh we'll, dude. We'll, yeah. We'll get some bags and put it everywhere. We definitely will. We'll order some. I'll have to hide it from my wife though. And then we'll see you guys this fall at Crucible, correct? Yes. yes. All right, guys. Well, thanks again. Really appreciate it. Love what you guys are doing. Love startups, love small business. We're going to support you. Thank you so Appreciate much. Appreciate it. All right, y'all. We Take all. Care. Bye, guys. All right, Bye. see ya. Y'all heard it here on the Apogee Fitness Podcast. <laughs>